It is go big or go home time. I am old man Troy, joined by the marvelous youngster, Kevin Cunningham, a.k.a. Kit Cunningham on Twitter. And you know what? You brought your lovely Mrs. Youngster into the show today. Well, pre-show. <laughs> we had her in the pre-show. She actually picked the winner of our contest, the free bag of coffee that you owed me when, two months ago. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, but maybe a month. We're kind of jabbing at our fans, actually, with this, because this is like the third contest we tried to give this darn bag of coffee away. And it's, mm-hmm. it is from our sponsor, Inner Peak Coffee. They are our virtual studio line sponsor. Inner Peak Coffee, go check them out. It is good stuff. Nobody wanted free coffee, I guess. Finally, though, <laughs> we're going to verify a winner over the weekend. At least we can hope. Our other things going, youngster. I know this is what, your second day off. Do you have a day off today? It's no, like weekend, I, that's that's why I was no. I got off of work 35 minutes ago, and then I uh, raced. Well, I was leaving my store. I was actually going to start shopping a little bit in my grocery store, and then I got your text saying, "Hey, 4:30, time for a show." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess I better well, get home then." So I got you home. You could have told me. No, you right. could have said no so I, later. No, so then I threw my clothes in the uh, in the wash. I had to do that. I had to get dressed. Uh, I, I suppose I could do the show without clothes, I guess. But we don't. No, yeah, so. we don't want to go. We're not going down that road. Oh, okay. No. All right. Sorry about that. So yeah. So I had to, you know, get dressed, get myself a nice little drink here, uh, non-alcoholic drink. <laughs> it, it is only five thirty my time. And work wasn't that bad. So, you know, I, I had to get ready, and then you were five minutes early. You're like, let's go. Let's dial in. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I was, I'm just – I am just so. discombobulating you today, getting yeah, you all flustered. That's all right. I was, I was going to – Well, we just, haven't done the show on I wanted to say this, too, for the show very quickly, Troy. I did not do my homework for the show because, again, I thought I was going to have a little more time <laughs> to do my homework. Um there's just not a lot of homework to do. We're just going over the standings. I mean, usually we go over the previous week's games. Usually, I take a look at the box score, see if anything crazy happened. Um, you know, try and compile a news headline or two if there's anything big. So, there's there's a little you know something. There there is, but well, let's be honest. Let's really be honest where we're at right now with the show for probably the next two weeks. It is basically recapping games and looking ahead to any big games coming up in the Big Ten. That's it. Right. No, yeah. And I hate to say, I hate to say this because we got some very loyal listeners, and thank you very much. We appreciate that. We're literally telling that our shows for the next two weeks are going to be kind of blah. I mean, that, that's you just want, the way if, it is. If you want a more interest, well, not more interesting, but just if you want. <laughs> Our take on what's going Why on are we derailing time. our listeners? We're telling no, them I mean, not to listen. No, here's what I'm saying is like we'll go over a bunch of different little things. Like today's show, we're going over a bunch of little different things that's going on in the Big Ten world for basketball. If you want a little update, if you're driving to work from work, you're at home, you have an hour to kill, you're just you know watching TV blindly, you want something to listen to for an hour. You care about the Big Ten. You want to hear some updates as to what's going on in the basketball world. Here you go. We're here to give it to you. So, but yes, I mean, you know, nothing we're 
talking about is crazy riveting. There's no national title to go over. There's no Big Ten championship to, you know, talk about. There's no massive coach hiring, firing uh, to go over. But, you know, we're in the middle of the college basketball season, and we're finally getting into the swing of the college basketball season on this show. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, and it's almost tournament time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, as, what a crazy year. As, as people are listening to the show, I mean, it could be February. We're recording this on Friday, January 29th. So you're probably listening to this in the month of February, which means we're one month It could month be the year 2022 also. It could I, be. I still, get, I still get amazed by that tweet from like a week, or was it two weeks ago? Somebody yeah. went back and listened to a show from a year ago and, made, and mentioned it on social media. That, that's great. I love it. So somebody could be listening in the year 2022. That would be great. Since this show is archived on the Growing Truth via the Interpeak Coffee Virtual Studio line. Thanks again, Interpeak, for sponsoring us. Thank you to the Growing Truth for allowing our show to be on the website. We appreciate it. Let's talk some basketball, youngster. Let's do it. So for the first time in a few weeks, I'm actually going to – Mention the top 25 very quickly here. Um, your favorite, Troy. Gonzaga and Baylor are still undefeated. They're considered the top two teams in college basketball. Um, so, that you know, they haven't lost yet. Um, I don't believe there is another team that's unbeaten. I don't think so. Just looking at the top 25 right now, there's not. Um, and if there's a, still an unbeaten team, actually, you know, it's weird. I thought there was like a four and O or five and O team in college basketball. I don't know how, I don't know why. Well, I know why partially COVID I'm sure, but there was a team that was like four and O or five and O like a week ago. I remember checking and seeing that. Um, so I don't, they're not in the top 25 or they may have lost. Could have been St. Louis, I guess. They're only seven and one. So that's kind of odd. Most teams have played, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 games, some of them. So to be 7-1 and one is kind of <laughs> kind of weird. But in any case, we will talk about a couple Big Ten basketball teams today who have been fairly impacted by COVID, one more recent um, than the other. But anyway, top 25, Michigan is in at four. That's the team that is currently on a two-week pause because of COVID. Um, so... You know, they won't be playing for another nine or so days as long as this 14-day stint continues to be in effect and it doesn't go any longer. Again, as we're recording the show on Friday the 29th, there's supposedly nine more days left. So Michigan basketball is on a pause at this point. Um, let's see, Iowa's at seven. Uh, going through here, Ohio State 13, Wisconsin 14. Um Illinois 19, Minnesota 21, and then you're going to have, let's see here, Purdue's ranked, or not ranked, uh, others receiving votes. And then realistically, um, you know, the the rankings are what they are. Bracketology-wise, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, the Big Ten is getting 10 teams in, which we talked about during our previews, Troy, uh, the last three episodes of the show. Uh, we were kind of previewing, reviewing what's been going on with you know each of the Big Ten basketball teams to this point. And I kind of made the statement, my thought, that the Big Ten will get 10 teams in. Maryland's 
that 11th team that could be. I just don't think they will. Um, Man, 11 teams? That, that, would, that would be just unbelievable. 10 would be unbelievable. That would have to be an NCAA record for a conference. I, I know, know the, the ACC's ACC has, gotten – they've gotten double they've digits been, before. Have they? Yeah. They also have – I'm pretty sure the ACC's got 16 teams in them. So gives them a little extra juice, too. <laughs> Back when – Yeah, know, I guess, that, you know, I, guess I could really see good. that, though. You've got 16 teams. Usually, And you look at it, the Big Ten, the top half of the, in the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah. So I guess that was, I guess for them to get to ten would be just a really good year in the ACC, right? And I guess you, you look at the Big Ten, you only got fourteen, right? So you got seven to get three more. I mean, woof. ten out of fourteen—that's like seventy-five percent of your conference. Yeah, oof. pretty close. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about it. I mean, the Big Ten to me right now, and we've been. We've been herald, heralding the Big Ten for the last two years. This is year five, youngster. I don't know if you saw the Grueling Truth tweet. They were talking about come join the chat. And did you see my tweet from our show account? We're starting year I, five on the Grueling Truth. Yeah. I didn't see it, but yeah. Well, well they, they were our, our wonderful website host, the Grueling Truth, who you're all listening to to the show on that site was just they wanted people to interact. They wanted people to come to the site, and I had to respond. Because we, we were, I don't want to say we were the, like the original, but we were darn near the inception of that website. Because I, I know Coach Goodpaster really well, had him on the, the Red Light Sports Network. I think you were on a show with Coach Goodpaster a few times that we had him on. We were near the beginning of the website. And so I just yeah. had to put it out there. What a great site. We've been on the site starting our fifth year on the site. And we've seen our listeners grow every year. So I, I, I just like it. The grueling truth is awesome. But anyway, yeah. youngster, going back to basketball. And we look at, you know, the ACC, okay, they got 10. I mean, the Big Ten, though, you look at it, youngster, we talked about it. There are 10 teams. They're, like, legitimate 10 teams, not like – Oh, okay, well, maybe a little bubble team for 8, 9, and 10. No, like these are teams that as long as they continue to play good basketball are legit NCAA tournament teams. Not yeah, like having to hope that some team loses and maybe they're on the bu- – and there's going to be bubble teams. There always is. Yeah. But there's 10 legitimate teams that can make the tournament. Actually, to maybe 11. 11. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, as it stands, Michigan State's out. Michigan State's out of the tournament. Um, they just lost to Rutgers by 30. Michigan State's 2-5 and five in conference. Like, Michigan State's not playing well. <laughs> you know, we talked about it when we were previewing them, that they started to turn things around. They went 2-1 and one in the last three, and then they had a COVID thing. Um, and so then their first game back, they played Rutgers, and they lost by 30. So, you know, I'm sure not practicing for two days as a college or for two weeks as a college team kind of messes with you a bit. Um, I'm sure that was part of it. I think part of it is Rutgers is good. <laughs> I mean, no, Rutgers, yeah, Rutgers is good. Team. Yeah. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. Um, but, yeah, right now Maryland was that 
kind of up in the air team for me. Um, and right now they're a 12 seed, according to Lenardi, and Michigan State's not even in the field, which, again, makes sense, realistically. Um, just looking at it numbers-wise, it makes sense. So Michigan State has some work to do, but, again, I think there's 11 teams that clearly could make the tournament. Northwestern, no. Penn State, no. Nebraska, no. Those three, those three teams are not good. Like, they're just, yeah, they're, they're just not. Like, they're – do you remember, like, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, I was on the Rutgers bandwagon just hoping they made the, what, the CBA? The college the bandwagon, CIT, the CBA yeah. team? Yeah, I was, I was hoping they CIT. made that. Yeah. These, these teams yeah. are not even worthy of that tournament. Like, they're not even going to get, because no. I believe the NIT need to be 500. I, I believe that's yeah. one of the criteria. You have to, your yeah. overall record needs to be 500. Now, granted, with COVID, they might make some exceptions, but they're sure. not making exceptions for the bottom three teams in the Big Ten because they are no. the bottom three teams in the Big Ten. You, <clears throat> to make the NIT, and you know, people may think it's a joke because 68 teams make the NCAA tournament, and then another, was it 32, I believe? I'd be 32 that make the NIT. Um, to make the NIT, you have to be pretty good, and half of that is because half the teams that make the NIT are automatic bids, um, whether it's winning the, well, it is, um, it's winning the, uh, your conference's regular season tournament. And if you don't win your automatic qualifying postseason tournament to make the NCAA tournament, then you automatically get a spot in the NIT. So that already takes up spots. And then you have some other teams. I think that if those, it may be that the second place teams in those other conferences, the non-Power 5 conferences, I think they might automatically get in or they're almost shooed in. Um, to make the NIT as a an at-large, so to say, is kind of hard to do. And then again, you have the CIT, which I don't even know their criteria. I don't know what they go by. But I, I don't remember. No, the team, the team has to have a basketball court and a fully inflated <laughs> basketball. No, no, but I seriously try. I don't remember the Big Ten getting a CIT team in. I don't know if they accept Power Five conference teams in there in that tournament. I truly don't know. I just don't remember ever literally talking about that on the show. And I, I don't, don't know. I never watched the CIT game. I didn't even know the right initials for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but so I, I don't know. But anyway. Um, Yes, there's, there's 11 good Big Ten teams, and yes, I will call Michigan State a good team because they have good players. <laughs> and Maryland is, they've got good players as well. Um, you've got 11 nice teams in the Big Ten, at least. Uh, 12, 13, 14. Well, and we knew, though, Youngster, when we did our review preview, I, I kind of like that, though. It's almost like I'm thinking next year, we just wait till the first week of the season and call it the review preview because it like rhymes and it rolls off the tongue. It's the uh-huh. Inner Peak Coffee Review Preview Big Ten Special. Anyway, you have we talked at Maryland and Michigan State. You look at where they finished last year. You almost feel bad for Michigan State because you and I both think last year they had a chance to make a run at a Final Four, if not a national championship. And yeah. Maryland had a really good year last year. You, yeah. you lose some key players, you go through COVID, and you're in the Big Ten. You, I mean, literally, you blink, Kevin, if you're one of the top ten teams. If you blink one week and you happen to drop two games, you could fall from third to ninth, just like that. Bam. 
But on the right flip now, side, right now, Troy, right now to, to piggyback off that very quickly, Wisconsin's number three. They're seven and three. If they lost two games, they'd have five losses, so they'd be tied for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. So yeah, literally to your point, Wisconsin could go from third to ninth just based on the lose the loss column. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, if you're the ninth place team in this conference and you have a great week and win two games, you could bolt up to four, just like that. That's how competitive this conference is. Some people might want to say, well, that's not dominance. You don't need dominance. you got depth in the Big Ten. This is a dominant depth conference, which means, and I've said this and I'm hoping, that it bodes well for a good, deep tournament run, Kevin, for a number yeah. of teams in the Big Ten. Because yeah. they're playing good competition night in, night out. And that's been the knock, though, on the Big Ten. If you, if you go back to before we started this show, and the knock on the Big Ten is, yeah, they have some great teams, but they never make deep runs. They, they, keep, they don't win national championships. They, don't, right. they can get to a Final Four, but they can't win it all. And they put eight teams in or seven teams in, but only two make the Sweet 16. That was a knock on the Big Ten, and it may still be a knock on the Big Ten. But you can't deny the fact that you have right now, as you said, 11 teams that need to be considered for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's by far the best conference in the country. But, you know, anyone who watches college basketball and, you know, can say that. Again, you can make an argument that the two dominant teams this year so far have been Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, Otherwise, I throw Michigan right in there, and I still do personally, and I throw Iowa right in there as well. I think those teams would, (laughs) you know, it may not be 50-50, but at worst it's 60-40, 40-60 for Michigan or Iowa to beat uh, Baylor or Gonzaga. Uh, to me, they, and you know what, youngster? Though, let's coaching. talk about that Michigan squad. Did we really see this from Juwan Howard in year two? I didn't. No. I thought they'd no. be good. I thought they would sure. be good because he he did come in, and we questioned was it the right hire. And again, on this show, we always we're not gonna all of a sudden take credit for something we didn't believe in. I did not believe in Juwan Howard. You know that. I'm like, yeah. this guy has no college experience. How can he recruit? How can he coach college kids? He's an NBA guy and always playing on his name. And he did an okay job last year. I did not see this coming from Michigan to be a top five team. They are good. They are really good. And that's, hey, pat on the back for Jawan Howard for proving me wrong. I was not a believer in, in the Howard hire. But, hey, you know what? Michigan did a great job on that. So quick thoughts on that Michigan team, youngster. I think they're good, really good. No, yeah, I, they, if they won the whole thing this year, I wouldn't blink an eye. Um, they have a 7-2 freshman who's – he was like the 40-something ranked recruit. Um, it's not as though he was easily a top-five guy who's obviously one and done and just, you know, going to be a top-five pick. That, that was not the consensus, but he's playing – as though he's clearly ready for the NBA. Um, So they have that guy, and then they have a bunch of guys around him who are very nice older players. Um, And that's usually what Michigan State has. They usually have an older group who's talented and good on their own, 
but then they add the 13th best player. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's a one and done, but he's not the focal point of Michigan State. The other senior, you know, Xavier Tillman is, Cassius Winston is, Joshua Langford is, there, there's other guys. Um, and then you sprinkle in a top 10 pick, you know, a year from now. And it's like, yeah, this team's, <laughs> they've got it all. They've got talent. They've got just pure talent, raw talent, um, obvious talent, you know, in a, in a really good freshman, which Michigan does. And then they've got older guys who are also talented who could make the NBA if they do. They'd probably be bench guys, whatever. But come college, you're a junior senior in March Madness, and you're playing three, four years in the same system, and it's like you know each other. You're damn good. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of what Michigan has this year. So, yeah, they're, they're a fantastic team. Again, they, they could easily win it all. And same goes for Iowa. Realist. All right, let's. Uh, do you want to buzz? Do you want to buzz down the standings real quick before we get into yeah. game review previews? <laughs> yeah, uh, we will not do too many. You know, we will not spend much time previewing games ahead of time, um, like we have in <clears throat> the last four years of this show, um, just because we don't know if COVID is going to strike at any given time. And so, to me, it makes more sense to recap what has actually happened. Because at any given time, you could be put on a two-week pause. <laughs> That's just kind of the way it is. But anyway, so Michigan is number one in the conference at 8-1. and one. Iowa is 6-2. and two. They're number two. Um, and then you've got a couple teams with three losses, Wisconsin and Illinois. Um, Wisconsin's 7-3. and three, Illinois is 6-3. So Wisconsin's third. Illinois is fourth based on Wisconsin having another win. And then you've got Ohio State, who's ranked 13th in the country. They're fifth. <laughs> in the Big Ten standings uh, at 7-4, and four, Purdue 6-4. and four. So, again, supposedly the 13th best team, according to a lot of people, is 7-4 and four in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's how good the Big Ten is. Um, Purdue is 6-4 and four. underneath that. Um, you start getting into under 500, sub-500. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 teams above 500. Um, the other... Three, six, nine teams. Um, am I doing my math right? <laughs> it doesn't seem right. Three, six, eight. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. That's 15. So eight teams are under 500. Um, but again, Rutgers at five and six. That's the next team. Um, they're making the tournament. Minnesota's four and five. They're ranked 21st. At this point, they're making the tournament. They're 11 and five overall, four and five in the Big Ten. Um, Indiana is also four and five. They're nine and seven overall. So last year they were like almost undefeated or they lost one game in the non-conference this year. It's kind of flip-flop. Um, this year they, they went what five and two, I guess it's not bad. They went five and two still, but, um, their, their overall record is not gaudy, but again, it's, it's hard to look at overall records this year because things are just so different for every team. Um, but Minnesota and Indiana are tied at four and five, right in the middle of the conference. Maryland three and seven. Northwestern's three and seven. Um, you know, percentage-wise, Northwestern's actually on top of Michigan State. Northwestern's also lost their last seven games. So they started three and zero, oh, and they have not stopped their losing streak. So they've lost seven straight. Um, and Michigan State now has lost two straight. Um, they're two and five in conference. They're third from the bottom, and then Penn State. At two and six, um, they uh, Penn State won two Big Ten 
games, Troy, since we <laughs> since we previewed their season. And I remember you saying the, the review preview show. Yeah, on that show you said Penn State was not going to win a game in the Big Ten, but they've won yeah. two. <laughs> so they looked at yeah, we didn't really. They we didn't bet bad anything bad on that when we were reviewing. Three- uh-huh. We didn't bet anything on that, but you know, that well, I, I thought I wouldn't have taken. If you would have threw a bet out, I wouldn't have taken that bet. <laughs> there was a little bit of sarcasm with that. With that, oh, okay. Also, some reality would. No, there was some reality. I'm not denying what I yeah. said. Yeah. Because <laughs> I watched a game. I listened to a game. Oh. Yeah. They're not good. No. They're not good. Literally, usually in the Big Ten, you can say, oh, yeah, you got to come prepared. Penn State is in disarray. Hey, they got two wins. Good for them. They, again, proved the old man wrong because I said they'd win no games in the Big Ten. I don't know how many more they're going to win, youngster. Not, I mean, they got two, yeah. maybe four. They can win four, maybe. I didn't think they were going to win any. I still stay. I'm, I was wrong. They're just bad. They are yeah. literally bad. So, you know, an, another – I don't even like to call them predictions. You know, another one of my opinions. There we go. My opinion of that team, wrong. They won two. <laughs> All right, ter- carry yeah. on. So, by the way, Penn State is bad, and they've won as many Big Ten games as Michigan State has, which is two. And Michigan State's two and five. Penn State's two and six. It's not as though Penn State's had – umpteen more chances either. So just goes to show how weird this season has been for Michigan State um, to see them like this. And then again, at the bottom, Nebraska is 0-5. So they've I'm not making any bets bottom. on that record. Not making a bet on that record. Yeah. They've, they've played five conference games. Ohio State's played 11. I mean, it, things just are not – things are never fair in sports. The – they're really never fair, um, no matter how you look at it. Basically, nothing's fair when it comes to sports. Um, but it, you it's can just really add that, better. though, youngster. Nothing's fair in life. Yeah. We, we like to make this show about our listeners and about us together. Nothing's fair in life, right? Correct. It, it's not. So, you know, Nebraska, guess what? Here you go. You're sitting on the bottom of the conference because you haven't won a game yet. See what happens. Yeah. All right, moving on. So uh, we're, what, we're a half hour? Yeah, half hour into the show. Can start recapping uh, the previous week. Again, we're, we're just going to start with what happened seven days ago um, and then go from there because this is literally the first show this basketball season that we're actually recapping games. So we'll go back a week. Um, and then, obviously, for next week's show, we can pick up where we left off on Friday the 29th, which is when we're doing the show. But so Friday the 22nd, um, January 22nd, Michigan, there was only one game. Michigan went to Purdue and won 70 to 53. Again, this is obviously when Michigan was still playing basketball. Um, that, that's a pretty nice win to go to Purdue, which is an NCAA tournament team, and win by 17. Um, again, to me, that just it goes to show that's what – Michigan is capable of. They're capable of beating another NCAA tournament team pretty convincingly. Um, and Dickinson, they're big. Um, he didn't even have a great game. 
He had eight and three. That, that's the freshman we were talking about before, seven foot two. Um, he only had eight and three. Um, and this season, I'll check right now what he's averaging: fifteen and seven. Sorry, he's seven foot one, not seven foot two. He's averaging fifteen and seven. How dare um, you lie to our listeners? Yes, sorry about that. Seven one, not seven two. My sincere, deepest apologies. Except they're not really sincere at all. But <laughs> regardless, um, it, he's you know, he's he's a good player um, for sure. But yeah. So anyway, that's, that's a nice win for Michigan. Fast forwarding a day on Saturday. Oh, this was. See, this is why I like doing my homework ahead of time. I have my screens. I have my screens ready to go. Um, so Ohio State went to Wisconsin, and I remember seeing this on the bottom line. Um, Ohio State went to Wisconsin at 174-62. I didn't see that game, but that's certainly a nice win to go to the Kohl Center and win by double digits. That doesn't happen. Yeah, and you sent a little um, text to somebody. Yes, I did. <laughs> that's, that's right. I did text you about that. Do you, um, do you notice yeah. you did not get a reply? <laughs> No, it, it was probably more of like a middle finger in the air type of reply. I just didn't see it. Well, there wasn't a big enough <laughs> emoji middle finger to send back. Ah. <laughs> tell the fan, tell the fans what you text me. Uh, I I didn't even remember that I texted you about that game. What did I say? Like, come on, Scotty. It, it, it wasn't like even. It wasn't even like a hey. Did you see this? It was go Bucky. And that's why I didn't respond no, I didn't. to you because I really didn't want to find the middle finger emoji. Did I say that? there wasn't a big enough one. I'm checking our text right here. Let me hold on. Now there's too many texts. I'm surprised. Yeah, I we, said we no <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Regardless, Ohio State went to Wisconsin one seventy four sixty two. That's you know that's that's a nice win. And I think Ohio State. I'm going to screenshot it and put it on the show account. <laughs> there we go. I saw it because here's the thing too: the phone went off. Not to interrupt you, but I I do because normally I'll turn my phone on silent on the weekends. I really do because my phone is dual. It is a work phone and it is a personal phone, and that's that's just the way it is. I usually turn my phone off if I'm not expecting anything. I didn't yeah. do it this weekend, and when you when that text came in, the phone went off, and my wife's like, somebody's texting you. And I'm like, who the heck is texting me? I get up, I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. And I just threw the oh, phone on the bed. Here's what I texted. I said, come on, Bucky, like Bucky Badger. That's what I was talking about, Troy. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I still was pissed. I was to put salt in the wound. But, yes, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah well, whatever I, I, it was, you caught me at, <laughs> at a great moment. That, I, mean, let's, I mean, you look at it. Ohio State, good team, NCAA tournament team, Badgers. I mean, they're, they're seeing some love from the voters, right? They're in the teens. They, they were in the top ten for a little bit. Yeah. They are yep. a, they're, a good, they're a good team. But if you want to make a run, you got to beat teams like Ohio State. And as a Badger fan, yeah. that one hurts. That one right. hurts, especially at home. So, yeah, I wasn't big, very happy at that moment. Big uh, stat for that game, Wisconsin shot 25% from three. They shot seven of 28. 
um, that's you know kind of a recipe for disaster, <laughs> no matter who you are. So just a bad shooting night. And I shouldn't say it's just a bad shooting night um, because, and we talked about this a year ago, uh, when we talked about, I think it was Michigan playing, or not a year ago, I'm sorry, two years ago, NCAA tournament, Michigan was playing Texas Tech. I'm getting my years confused on the show now. Michigan was playing Texas Tech, um, I think either Elite Eight or Final Four, and we talked about going into that game, we were previewing that game, and I remember, and I still feel this way, that, oh, teams, you know, they shoot whatever it was, 24% from three against Texas Tech, or they shoot, you know, 40% from the field against Texas Tech. It's like not everyone has bad shooting nights against Texas Tech. Yeah, for some games, sure, teams have bad shooting nights. That, that happens in general. But if a team is consistently posting a top five field goal percentage defense throughout 30-plus games, it's not just the other team has a bad shooting night. That team plays good defense. <laughs> so, again, I didn't see this game. I didn't watch it. I don't know if Wisconsin missed seven blatant wide-open threes and it was just truly a bad shooting night or if Ohio State had a good defensive performance. So I can't say it was just a bad shooting night, but my point being that if you're a really good defensive team, there's a reason teams shoot 25% from three against you on any given night because you're closing out better. You're getting the offenses and getting as wide open looks as they are against your average team because you're playing an elite defense. So you're going to most likely miss more threes than you would against an average defense or a bad defense because you have better looks. So there's more into it than just, yeah, well, Wisconsin shot like crap. Like, yeah, maybe. Or maybe Ohio State played really good defense. Again, I didn't watch the game. I couldn't tell you. But anyway. Combination of both, I think, youngster, though. I mean, and you get that, I'm too. Sure. Yeah. You, can get a, you can get a combination of good defense, bad shot, sure. bad shot selection, just an off night. And, you know, it, it just escalates, though. And I want to throw this out there. You threw the number out, right? The 25% and the isn't it funny, though, youngster, because you're a college basketball guru. Isn't it funny, though, when you watch a team and you can tell early if they're on, right? Yeah. yeah you know what? There we go. Oh, we're, we're two for six from three, but the shots are good. We're, the way that they're the, – even the, the missed shots, it's like you're sitting there going, oh, thought that was going in. Right. Oh, that, yep. and, and you're like, oh, yeah, just keep taking them. Yeah. And then there's other nights where you're like, yeah, this is going to be a long night. When that hits the top of the backboard, when it hits the back iron, fuck, oh, oh, front of the rim. Oh, yeah. So there's nights you can tell that teams are not on, right? They're just not on. And it just felt that way with the Badger game. And it's just like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll just turn it on the radio and have it in the background. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, next game. Uh, Maryland went to Minnesota. Uh, this was a big win for Maryland. Again, to me, they're a bubble team, and they are, according to Lenardi, they're a 12 seed. Um, they went to Minnesota and won 63-49. Um, Eric Ayala, Maryland guard, he had 21 points in this game. That's you know that's big when you're only scoring 63, and even more so for Minnesota. Marcus Carr, who's one of the best players talent-wise in the conference, um, 
he has been the last couple of years. Uh, 25 points, and Minnesota had 49 as a team. He scored over half their point. Um, that's, you know, that's nobody else stepping up for you. Slash, you know, Marcus Carr at the end of the day, if he feels like he has to score 25 points, if he has to score half your points, that's, that's rough. And he had a good shooting night. It's not as though he was just up there, you know, chucking and getting to 25. He shot over 50% from the field. But nobody else stepped up for him at the end of the day. So that, that could be a downfall for Minnesota, um, you know, is that they're more lenient on one guy than you probably ideally would like to be. So that's just what that is. Um, well, I think that's a big win for Maryland, though, youngster. We talked about oh, yeah. playing at Minnesota, and I know that, you know, the fan thing, no fans. You're playing a game at Minnesota and just the layout of that stadium, just the layout of the arena is different because the court is above the seats. If nobody's ever seen it, and I'm sure the yeah. people listening in know you're Big Ten people, so you've, you've seen highlights of a game at Minnesota. It is a totally different venue. Yeah. Like, you're watching this game, right? You're watching the game, and you're like, all of a sudden you see, like, eyeballs. You see, like, eyeballs and foreheads. And you're like, what's that? Well, that's where the bench is. So playing at Minnesota, no matter how good or bad they are, youngster, is always a tough task. So for Maryland to go there on the bubble and get a win against Minnesota, who you and I both think is a tournament team, is a huge win for Maryland. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Last game, um, there were supposed to be two more, but Michigan State's game against Illinois got postponed. Um, Penn State at home against Northwestern. This was one of Penn State's lovely wins. They won 81-78. Of course, it came against Northwestern, but <laughs> regardless. Um, yeah, Penn State scoring 81 points and a win, that's, that's a victory for you um, if you're Penn State. So, you know, I, I don't have much more on this. Uh, these two teams I'm honestly not going to speak a ton on because they're just not – going to be relevant for us, unfortunately, a month and a half from now um, when we're talking about tournament basketball. And that's not to say that they're not as deserving, but it's just <laughs> that they're not, not deserving to play in the NCAA tournament youngster. Well, don't no, don't sugarcoat it. They're not I, good. I want to say, I want to say no, they're, they're not. Um, it's not as though they're not as deserving for coverage. It's not as though we should blow off teams that suck because come football season in the past, I mean, we've talked about Rutgers and we have gone over their games and what happens, what they need to do, what, you know, whatever. You went um, over the game. So here's the thing, young sir. You went over the game. You gave the score. Do I need to talk about this game? No. No. Because it has no relevance in the Big Ten standings. Right. That's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. Stop apologizing no, yeah. to the fans. We went over the no, coverage. Move on. <laughs> yeah. But the, there's a reason why we're quickly going over those games. Again, it's like you said, there's no relevance realistically to the rest of the conference, to becoming a bubble team, whatever it is. They go on a three game winning streak, four game winning streak. Okay. We'll look more at it, you know? But anyway is what it is, Sunday the 24th, 
uh, Rutgers against Indiana. Again, there was supposed to be a game, Iowa-Nebraska. That got postponed. The only game on Sunday, the 24th, Rutgers went to Indiana, and they won. What was it last year, Troy, or two years ago, where the home teams, the Big Ten, had this absolutely absurd – might have been two years ago. It was two years teams, ago. Yeah, home teams were winning like 80% of the time, or it was like higher than that. It was like 90. It was like ridiculous. It's like – even if you were the second worst team in the Big Ten and you played the second best team, as long as you're at home, you had a good chance of winning. Yeah, like that, we that, went down. I believe at one time we went down and like the worst home record was like three losses, and it was it yeah, was, it was, it was re- remarkable. Like, like double everyone wins. Basically. Yeah, double everyone wins like, at home, and like yeah. one or two losses at home. Right. Yeah. It was very but then. Because we talked about it because on the road, we're like, hey, if you can just be 500 on the road, you can win the Big Ten. Right. And on March Madness, you're on the road. Unless this year you're Indiana. You're on the road. (laughs) So, I mean, you you have to learn to win away from home. Um, But this year it's going to be a little different, obviously, with – what is going on anyway again Rutgers went to Indiana and they won um 74 to 70 just quickly looking at stats here and see if there's anything crazy notable uh, Rutgers shot over 50 percent from the field that's certainly a recipe to win a basketball game um Indiana actually made 10 of 16 three as they shot 62 percent from three and they still lost but again it was a four-point game at the end of the day so it was it was right there to be had, but Rutgers won a close one on the road. That's you know, Rutgers was also sliding um, recently, so that was a nice win to get for Rutgers um, to get back on the winning side of things. So, am I able to take the joy in Rutgers being successful now? After I was on yeah, their bandwagon, you year one of this show. Yes. Did you remember yes. year one of this show? I just wanted Rutgers to make, what was it, the CIT we talked about. I just wanted them in the postseason. Then the next year, I'm like, I think this team can make the NIT. Then they let me down again. Then year three, it's like NIT, Rutgers, 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 NIT. Then last year, COVID, they were good. Can I finally take joining this Rutgers team? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's actually very nice. And, you know, it's one of those things because we we started this show five years ago. And, you know, you're sitting here going, Rutgers, should they even be in the conference? We've talked about this with football. Football now getting better. They made a good hire at head coach. Basketball getting a little more relevant. But I believe, what was it, like three years ago we did a show, and I believe I even mentioned it, Youngster, I'm an old-school Big Ten guy. I didn't like the expansion. I did not like it. Understood it. Financially understood it, but didn't like it. And then you're sitting here going, oh, you got Rutgers football, Rutgers basketball. You got these teams that were not in the Big Ten that are not being relevant in the Big Ten. It's all about the dollar. What about the competitive nature of the conference? So I am. I'm happy for Rutgers. Because for three years on this show, I wanted them in the postseason. Then the bubble got burst last year because of COVID. (laughs) So, Rutgers fans, maybe we have some now because I guarantee we didn't have fans five years ago 
for Rutgers listening in here. No way. Yeah, probably not many. No. <laughs> Rutgers, um, Rutgers fans now, reach out to me, Troy Robert, on Twitter. Troy Robert, do it. Nine six up. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, last year Rutgers would have made the NCAA tournament. North Carolina would not have made the NCAA tournament. That's what was going on last year in college basketball. Um, Monday the 25th, no Big Ten games. Tuesday the 26th, no Big Ten games. Wednesday the 27th, there were two. Um, Ohio State narrowly got past Penn State. Ohio State was at home. They won 83-79. to um, It's at the end of the day, it's you know as long as Penn State can be competitive, then that's I mean, and that was a thing uh, for what team was it last year? I think it was Nebraska last year who they won like two games, but they were competitive in a lot of them. I think it was Nebraska. My my memory might be off, but there was a team at the bottom. I believe it was Nebraska who was playing teams tough. They just were not winning. That's like that's okay. You're just clearly not as talented, <laughs> you know. But you're was it hard. Nebraska that I was it Nebraska that I made a claim would have one major upset last year? I think so. Yes. I don't think it happened, but I, but I, I don't think. But, it but it, to your point though is they were playing good competitive basketball. They just were out out talented on the court. I mean, you, you don't have as much talent as every other team in the Big Ten that can make the NCAA tournament, sure. but they were playing tough. And there is something to that if you're playing tough that you can yeah. go out and hang with a team, but eventually talent's going to take over. But, yeah, I think it was last year I said, yeah, Nebraska, put your money on it. They're going to have a big upset in the – yeah, that didn't work out either. Man, I suck when I give my opinion. <laughs> Not all the time. It's, it's like a coin flip, like most people. So, you, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up there, Troy. Um, like Rutgers football this year, not as though they were winning half their games, but they came close. I mean, you clearly saw not only were they winning some games, but they were competitive. Like you could tell, like, yes, this program is going in the right direction. There's, <laughs> there's no denying that. Not to say that they're, you know, going to escalate up into second place in the Big Ten East next year, but they're at least going in the right direction. They're clearly Yeah, not. maybe not next year, youngster, but we talked about it. If they can catch a lightning in a bottle for one year, just one yeah. year, and get a win over Penn State and Michigan or – could they beat Ohio State? I mean, let's face it. Ohio State is really, really good. They could. It could happen. Ohio State, because Ohio State Iowa, beat, Iowa beat Ohio State one year. And Purdue beat Ohio State by like 30 one year. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's certainly possible. And that's the thing. That's the thing with Rutgers football. And I know this is basketball tonight, but I, I talked, I brought Rutgers into the conversation because of my relevance to the teams that joined the Big Ten after my traditional, air quote, traditional Big Ten, they weren't relevant in any sports. Major sport, I'll say major sports, because other sports, lacrosse. they could be. Lacrosse, yes, lacrosse they are dominant. But now, <laughs> Rutgers football, Kevin, though, one year, lightning in a bottle. That, and that's the way these teams that can't compete with the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States, they're hoping for that one year 
where they can catch lightning in a bottle and they can be near the top and try to make a run. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then yeah. after that lightning in the bottle is gone, where are they going to fall? To fourth, fifth, or sixth? Okay, that's fine. Continue to get to bowl games. I think they made a good hire. I think Rutgers football is on the uptick. And they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. And every once in a year, you get a couple of good recruits, catch lightning in a bottle. Same thing for basketball. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. This conference is so deep. I, it really is. I can't even say that. Because you got Rutgers now that has risen from the ashes. Because they were bad. When we started this show, they were bad. Yeah. And now look. Now they're an NCAA team in three years. Three years of being in the ashes. And now they've put together two straight years. Now they need right. to keep it going. And in college basketball, there's a lot of good basketball talent. Just get enough to stay competitive and get into the NCAA tournament. But it's hard in the Big Ten just because you got to yeah. compete with all the other teams. So I didn't mean to get off on a tree branch there, but <laughs> Rutgers says, you know, maybe they heard what I said three years ago. Why are you in this conference? And now they're winning. Good for Rutgers. Taking yeah. joy in this. There you go. We were talking about Penn State. We still got to Rutgers. See, we do talk about these bottom-dwelling teams. They just have to do something. <laughs> That's all. Um, After three years. Also, yeah. Wednesday the 27th, um, the last game there, Wisconsin played Maryland. They went to Maryland, and this was nice for Wisconsin to get a bounce-back victory. They won 61-55. Micah Potter. Um, he had 23-12 and 12 in this game, uh, shot 75% from the field, shot four of six from three. Uh, obviously, you know, just box score reading. You can tell he had a good game. But Wisconsin's defense. Yeah, but, I, but I've, see, I've seen him not be that good from three-point land either. No, yeah. Pull up the Ohio State box score once. <laughs> just do it. Because I'm a Badger fan, and I'm being yeah. real on the show. I like the kid. No, yeah. I think he's a good player. Right. Yeah. Loading in here. Yeah, for Wisconsin's defense, while that's loading in, uh, Maryland shot 35% from the field, uh, 30% from three. So, you know, Wisconsin's defense routinely does that to teams. Um, so Potter against Ohio State. Let's see what he did. He had 11 points, <laughs> 11 points, and oh, hold on, 11 points, four rebounds. Um, which okay, fine, whatever. From three, like you mentioned, Troy, he went 0 for four. So there you go. The this is the thing as a Badger basketball fan, and anybody that is 50 years old like me. Can just sit. We should grab a six pack of beer and talk about how inconsistent Badger outside shooting is. It's been yeah. this way for 30 years. That one day they could shoot the lights out 70%. Next night, like two nights later, three nights later, they shoot 25%. It's just Bucky Badger. That's what it is. And I, I again, I like the kid. I like Potter. I think he's a good player. Like you said, against Ohio State, 11 points, a couple of rebounds. Hey, not bad. Not bad. Not terrible. 
0 for 4 from three-point. Then you look at Maryland. Then What was the stat line, 75% from three? Yeah. Yep. So there you go. You go 0%, you go 75%. It's okay, kind of like Giannis, though. If you're as good as Giannis and you can heave up three-pointers and maybe make one, people love you. I don't think Potter's on that. I don't think Potter's on that line right now, but that's who I have to compare to. I, l- I like the Badgers youngster, but, again, it was a big win. It really was against Maryland. Maryland, like you said, is a team that could be an NCAA team. For Maryland, that's a tough loss because that was a home game. And Wisconsin yeah. is – I don't want to – I guess you got to call them a shoe-in unless they lost the rest of their games. But that would have been a good statement game for Maryland to put on their resume. We beat Wisconsin. But Wisconsin went to Maryland, beat them. If they're on the bubble, that could be, uh, yeah, well, against the tournament team, you're not winning at home. That's what a lot of of the selection committee members look at, too. Uh, They look at a bunch of things. But one thing is how you do against tournament teams. Um, and luckily for the Big Ten, and that's why it's important for the Big Ten to have a quality conference because that way you have more quality games to go off of for the committee to go off of to actually test and see how good your average Big Ten team is. If the conference is not that good, then your average Big Ten team is not that good, and your average Big Ten team will not make the NCAA tournament. If your average Big Ten team is 10-seed worthy, nine seed worthy, eight seed worthy, and the fourth from the bottom team in the Big Ten is still bubble worthy, and that helps everyone else. So that's why we do root for literally every single Big Ten school, basketball, football. I like Ohio State football, Troy. Do I want Michigan to be a bottom dweller and suck and be 30-point underdogs against Ohio State every year? No, it's not fun, and we talked about that, Uh, you know. Two months ago, when we were previewing that game, if it were to happen, that Michigan was a 30-point underdog. As an Ohio State fan, that's not fun. It's not fun to just consistently crush your rival. When your rival just sucks, it's not as fun. When Michigan's top 10, top 15, yeah, it's cool to beat them by 25 points. And it's fantastic. (laughs) You know, Duke, North Carolina, same thing. I like Duke basketball. I like the Celtics in the NBA. I like... The White Sox, if the Cubs suck, it's not as cool to beat down on the Cubs. It's not as cool when the Lakers suck for the Celtics to beat the Lakers. It's not as fun. It's not as fun to Duke, for Duke to beat North Carolina by 20 when North Carolina's not making the NCAA tournament. It's not as fun. When they're both top five teams, yeah, it's damn fun when you beat North Carolina. So it's, you know, we root for everyone in this conference, at least – I do, and for the five years of doing this show, Troy, I think you feel the same way. Well, again, going and I remember we 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 talk about this every year when we move into a season, whether it's basketball, whether it's football. We want the conference to be good because when your conference is good and these teams are competitive, and and the teams we root for then win, yeah, that that is, yeah, we're good. But, like, Wisconsin against Minnesota, when they were bad in football, it's like, right. yeah, okay, Paul Bunyan acts. Yeah, right. Minnesota sucks. 
Yeah, you're running around with the axe on your head. Okay, you just beat Minnesota by 41 points, blah, blah, blah. No, but now Minnesota football is relevant. And winning right. the Paul Bunyan axe, that, that's a big game. But there are fans, and I will say this, and there's probably some listening to the show right now, where they don't care, Kevin. Like, no, I know. They don't care, like, your Ohio State Buckeyes against Michigan. Oh, yeah, 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 we crushed Michigan. Yeah, they right. suck. But, hey, we those, still won. Those are fanatics to me. That's why I don't like most fans. I think most fans think that way. There are smart fans. Here you fans. go again, yeah. youngster. You told the people not to listen like 45 minutes ago. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? You're killing the show ratings. You're doing a radio show. Ratings. Talking about how, doing a radio show, and I talk about how I don't like fans. Yeah, you don't like fans. Oh, my gosh. Youngster. Oh. Some fans. Like, there are some, like, I know a... I know a Giants fan, a New York Giants fan at work, a coworker I work with. He's a realistic New York Giants fan. I work with a Washington football team fan. He's a realistic Washington football team fan. Um, I know a Cowboy fan at work. He's a realistic Cowboy fan. Like, you can be a smart fan, and I love smart fans. I love them. Because if you're a smart fan, you really know. You We're now going to watch the ratings of this show just dip and dip and dip and dip. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, if you're <laughs> listening to this show, you're a smart fan. That's the whole well, if they're listening the show, after an hour, they are a smart fan. Yes, and I'll say I that. would agree with yeah. They're an hour into the show, and if they're listening this long, then we've kept their interest. So they're, yeah. they're educated. I'll call them educated fans. Those there are the go. ones we like. And I agree with you, though, youngster. You know I gotta give you some grief. Oh, you, you millennials. That's all. All you. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, ah, throw it out there. I don't care. Educated fans, though, we love them, and I think we have a lot. Yeah. We have a lot of. Yeah. We have a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners, a lot of fans. Love you all. It is one of those things. I'm starting to get sick of this. It is what it is. Phrase. I don't know how it came what? about. That's kind of my motto in life, Troy. Yeah, it really but it's is. Like all of a sudden, though, it's just like this thing has become so common, that, that phrase. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, it has been with me my whole life. That's kind of my motto. <laughs> it is what it is. Maybe you should have uh, copyrighted it. Trademarked it. If only. I wish. Um, Moving to Thursday the 28th, there was only one game because that was, well, not because that was yesterday, but it was yesterday, again, as we're recording the show on the 29th. The 28th, again, Michigan State went to Rutgers and they lost. Michigan State went to Rutgers and lost 67-37. to um, Troy, can you guess how many points the leading scorer for Michigan State scored in this game? Oh, I have no idea. To be honest, I only saw the, I only saw the score. Yeah. I did not look at the box score. So Michigan State's leading scorer probably had four points. <laughs> they scored seven. They scored seven. That was close. Um, yes. Uh, Aaron Henry went three for ten from the field, 0 for four from three. Uh, from three, they shot 20%. From the field, they shot 28%. They also shot one of five from the free throw line. Now that's See, this is 
again, I didn't watch the game, so I can't say Rutgers' defense just completely stymied them and Michigan State had no good looks, and so they shot 28% because Rutgers' defense was just that amazing. When you shoot 20% from the free throw line, that's, that's on you. That's not on defense. <laughs> that's, that's how are you shooting. Um, and if you're shooting 20%, you know, Josh Langford going one of eight, going 0 for 2 from the free throw line, that's, I mean, you know. Well, we've got to bring this terrible. into perspective, right, youngster, because they were off due to COVID. And I don't like to yeah. make excuses. You had to play the game, right? Correct. But think about being an athlete. No, if, I know. If I was, and I'll take myself back as a coach and a player. So you're not going to let me practice for two weeks, and then I'm going to come play a game. Right. I'm going to be rusty. And people say, yeah. "Oh, they should have been. They should have been practicing on their own. They should have been doing." Guess what? I not hate if you're not training. allowed to. Not if you're not allowed to either. Like if you're told well, you have to stay in. <laughs> yeah, you got to Go quarantine. You got to stay in your room. Right. You kidding? And so I want to bring this up, though, youngster, because when I played college soccer at the great University of Wisconsin Whitewater, I hated the summer other than playing on Sunday because I played on the men's team. So I went out and I got one day of I got one day to play a game. What do you think I did the other six days? I'm out by a goal kicking balls into an empty net. Every right. once in a while, a buddy from high school would come out and stand in the goal so I could. But I was a defender. Is that really helping my game? Right. You know, so I'd call up a buddy that I played with in high school. Hey, can you come out and dribble the ball so I can play defense? Guess what? I'm so used to my defensive stance and all the moves that he does because I played with him that it it didn't help me. I need practice. I need to practice. I need to practice. And, again, I'm not sitting here being arrogant. I was a good player. I was, I was a good player. But in the summer, it sucked. I played one game a week, and I practiced with myself and one other guy half the time. How did that make me better? It didn't. Right. I got better when I went to training camp, and I'm one of those crazy fools. I couldn't wait to get to training camp. I loved going to training camp. I loved it. Practice isn't bad, but you don't practice for two weeks and then you go play a game. Yeah, you're going to probably shoot. Eh, I didn't think as bad as they were going to shoot, but it was bad. Right. Because like you said, it's not like they, it's not like they said, okay, no games. You are quarantined. You are quarantined so you don't spread the virus to anyone. And they're doing a good job of making sure this happens. Now, granted, could one of them have snuck out and shot the ball? Yeah. But, again, even if they did, let's say they weren't quarantined youngster and they're on a court, you're shooting the ball. Okay, okay, you're shot, you're shot. I get it. Basketball might be a little different than soccer. But you're just – you're so used to shooting it, you don't have anybody in your face. You're not in the right. flow of the offense. You're not running plays. Right. You're shooting three-pointers. I could go to a gym tonight, even as the old man I am, grab a basketball, go to the free-throw line. Maybe the first 10 aren't going to be that great, but my right. second 10, I could probably hit 60%, 70%. Right. But I don't have anybody on 
in the lane. I don't have fans in the background. I don't have the arena in the background, blah, blah, blah. I'm giving Michigan State a pass on this one just because they weren't allowed to have any team activity. Yeah. And in a team sport, you have to have it. So I had to go off on a little rant. Hope you didn't mind. Nope. I enjoyed as always. Um, so getting into uh, previewing again, we'll go a few days ahead and just look very quickly, but oh, we'll, this will be pretty rapid. Um, again, Friday the 29th is when we're doing this show. Later tonight is a very good game. Iowa at Illinois. Um, Illinois is actually favored to win this game, which I love to see. According to Vegas, they're supposed to win by two. And I think for the average fan, they would think, oh, Iowa, you know, complete Final Four contender. Illinois, eh, 10 and 5. Eh, they're not that good. Yeah, well, Illinois is favored to win. And I don't necessarily disagree at home. Um, I think Illinois is right there with, with Iowa. Um, so I, I'm, I've been an Illinois guy. Uh, for the last few years, and I've liked Iowa the last few years. And, again, finally this year, hopefully it should pay off. But it, Illinois is really good. This will be a very interesting game to, to see how it goes. As you're listening to the show, you know, this game will have already happened. But it will be a good one, especially inside. Um, Illinois has got a seven-footer in Kofi Coburn, um, who's big. I mean, he's wide, and he can play with Luca Garza. Um, so that'll be – that's – probably the two best big men in this conference going at it. Uh, that's, that'll be nice. <laughs> and you got a bunch of good guards, too, on both teams. So, very good game tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Unless you got anything else, we can look ahead. No, it'll be a good one. Again, you got two probably shoe-in tournament teams. This yeah. is one of those games where if you're a college basketball fan, you want to turn it on and you want to just watch. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. If yeah. you're a Badger um, fan, again, I, go to Illinois. There you go. Um, if you're the Big Ten, I said this a week ago, um, I, I expect three teams to be in the Elite Eight. Um, and I honestly expect – I expect Iowa to be there, and Illinois, to me, should be in there. Um, again, I think they're right there on Iowa. Um, and come tournament time, they may be playing better basketball at the time. I don't know. But I really believe in Illinois. So I think the Big Ten, again, gets three – teams in the Elite Eight. Um, so that's just my thought. On Saturday, there's supposed to be three games, Wisconsin at Penn State. Wisconsin should take care of business there. Minnesota at Purdue. That'll be a very nice, a nice, good uh, Big Ten game. Uh, because again, That is like two... a 7-10 matchup in the NCAA tournament, Youngster. Right. right there. Yes. Yeah. It's just a good basketball game, for sure. So, it'll be interesting to see. Be uh, curious to see what happens there Saturday night. Um, and actually, there's two games because the third was supposed to be Michigan-Indiana, but it's already postponed because it's Michigan. So, thumbs down on thumbs down on that one. Sunday, uh, the 31st, Ohio State is home against Michigan State, and that'll be a very interesting to see how Michigan State does. And again, you're playing at Ohio State um, after you just got walloped. So Michigan State could easily be two and six next time we're doing this show. That's, that's just the way it goes in this conference. Well, uh, I, I think we're going to find out how good Michigan State is right now. Yesterday. The yeah. outcome of the game, if they fall to two and six, uh-oh. 
uh-oh, yeah. what, what is yeah. the selection committee going to do at that point? Right. Because now you've fallen to two and six. You put yourself in a hole. Yeah. But if they get a win there, that's a big win. Yeah. That's a huge win. To, yep. to me, I look at this game right now, youngster. If Michigan State loses this, they could be in trouble of missing the NCAA tournament. Because yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still, I'm still, I never bet against Izzo. Not no, in I February. Just if the season and were we're moving today. to February. This game is not in February yet, right? But this is a big game <laughs> nope. for Michigan State. Because they will yeah. go. They will go on a run. And that's why I said earlier, I'm giving them a pass on the last loss. They're not that bad, especially no. Mr. Langford. I mean, holy cow. But, again, if you're stuck in your house, I had COVID. I, I was quarantined for 14 days. And then I had to go back to work. What do you think my first day back to work was, youngster? Do you think I was all yippity yip? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump right into this. I'm going to get on a truck. I'm going to help you through these cases. How do you think I felt after being quarantined for 14 days in a bedroom? Right. I don't have it. It took me a couple days to get back into a routine because you took me out of my routine to be quarantined. So this is huge. This is a huge game for Michigan State. And it, I don't think we've ever sat here at the end of January no. Actually, like rubbing our chins, saying, "Huh, Michigan State is maybe going down." They're always a tournament team. This year, though, I don't know. I'm starting to get that air quoting, scratch my head, rub my chin. I don't know. This is a tough conference, and not as dominant as they used to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah, certainly a down year so far for Michigan State. Also, Sunday um, Sunday night, Rutgers at Northwestern. Rutgers should take care of business there. Um, but, yeah. You don't want to get cool. in depth on that game? Nope. No, I will not. Uh, <laughs> Monday the 1st, there are no games. And then Tuesday, there's, you know, potentially four more. Um, we'll see. There's not even a time determined for Michigan State Iowa at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I will we'll stop there, I think. Um, you know, for the new month we can kind of pick up there, but yeah. So, it was a good first full uh Big 10 basketball show involving actual games and, you know, not just previewing and reviewing <laughs> teams and what's to come, but you know, actually talking about games that have happened. So it was nice. So I look forward to it for the next month or so, and then we'll get into the Big Ten tournament, and then we'll talk NCAA tournament, and all will hopefully be well, Troy. All is well right now. Yeah. It is all basketball. And this is, I mean, I look at this show, and this is why I like the basketball part of it. This show, Talking Sports with the Youngster and Old Man, Started with Big Ten basketball. Started with Big Ten basketball. And I love doing Big Ten 
and we do all our other shows. But there is something special about doing this show. It's like we talk, I talked earlier about the five years on the grueling truth. This was the kind of the vision of this Big Ten show on the grueling truth. And yeah. I mean, you look at it, people do podcasts, people do sports podcasts, blah, 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 blah. This is a Big Ten podcast. The grueling truth was relatively new. Coach Goodpaster said, you want to do a show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, we'll do a Big Ten show. I talked to you, and now look, five years later, and we got a sponsor, Inner Peak Coffee. Thank you, Inner Peak Coffee. Wonderful. I just I love doing the big show, youngster. Part of it is there's no time limit. I love doing radio, don't get me wrong, but we gotta be close. We gotta be tight. We got this. We got one hour on the radio. That's it. Big ten, we can go over for a little bit, we can babble, we can get off on the tree branch. But I just love the Big Ten. So that's it. That's it. What else you got? That is it. Can't wait for next week's show. It'll be good. It'll be good. And we are going to see if we can verify a winner finally for the bet that you lost. And I know this is not <laughs> yeah. the radio. We're going we're gonna ver- to try to verify this today. Youngster, give me one more day of glory in the sun. Why did you lose this bet? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sucked, and he got hurt. He got hurt, Troy. That's why he won the bet. That's that's all that it came down to. Are you sure? <laughs> no, no. He also uh, did not live up to my expectation. So. You were correct. I, I was just wrong. I needed one more day because after this bet is complete, I can't bring it up again. I can't bring it up next yeah. year, though. Well. I might I might put the bet on you. I might I might bet that he's a top ten back. <laughs> I might next year. Seriously. Because he had his moments. I know this is a Big Ten show, but he had his moments. And he'll probably have his moment in the Super Bowl, and at that point you'll probably be poking your eyes out, going, where was that for 15 games in in the regular season? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Oh, you got one more thing? Nope. I was just adding to what you said. I was ready to end it. Not important for the Big Ten, so we'll shut up. We'll let the (laughs) listeners go. All right, for the youngster, I am the old man. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Find us next week, same place, same time, on the Inner Peak Coffee virtual studio line. Have a good week, everybody. Be great. Keep smiling. We'll talk to you next week.